0: Hello everybody, welcome back to the Tanya Judgment podcast ladies and gentlemen, we're here, the mics are hot and ready to rock and roll and I hope you're listening as around, we got a good one, short and sweet, got a lot going on, first of all, hope you are all having a great uh, week so far, hope you had a decent weekend Spring is in the air for real down here. Not really so much up north, but down here in uh in Mass, it's uh, it's really shaping up to be a fine, fine, fine uh spring. Weather's like 50 during the day. Today was fucking freezing though. It was like it was probably like 30 with the wind chill. It, it, but it was like a different kind of 30, you know what I mean? It was like bone chilling. I had chilling my bones all fucking day like you read about. My knuckles hurt, and that usually doesn't happen to me, you know, because I'm acclimated. You guys know this. We know this. But uh, but uh got some uh, yard work done the other day, you know, brought the old leaf blower out, threw some shitty one-year-old two-stroke gas in it, thing ran like a fucking champ. It's an Oscar Vano. What do you expect, you know? This isn't no still, no John Deere, you know. I tried to start my tractor up, fucking thing's dead as a doornail. You know, can't keep a good battery around anymore. You used to buy a battery and, you know, whatever. Oh, he's a fucking, he's, he's, he's an old man in a young man's body. You know, I don't give a fuck what you say about me. You used to buy a battery and the thing would last fucking 10 years. Leave it sitting stagnant, not doing shit, you know. Hell, you could still go up. I guarantee you, next time you're driving around, you know, some rural area, and you see some old dilapidated clap box, 1957 Chevrolet sitting rotten in some field. Go over. Knock on the door. The door creaks open. And ask the old farmer that answers the door. Say, let me ask you something. Is that old pig start up, you know, will she run? And he's going to look at you. He's going to grab his suspenders. He's going to pull him the fuck up. He's going to look at you and go, son, does it run? The question is, can you keep up? And he'll grab the fucking keys. He'll bring you outside in that old battery. He'll just, what, what he'll do is he'll just take the connector. They always used to take the connector off. He'll take the connector, pop, put it right on. It'll pop, it'll bang, but that battery's still as good as the day it was new. And then when he's done, he'll pull it off. Well, you could do whatever you want today. You could leave a fucking trickle charger on it. You could take the battery out. You know, my father used to have this thing every winter. Take the batteries out. He would tell me that the fucking concrete is like, would would, would be like radiation and murder the battery or something. I don't know. It's all, all fucking superstition shit. But he, we, we would do everything. And no matter what, we put the battery in, you know, March, April, May, whatever, into our four wheelers or our car or whatever. Dead as a fucking doornail. It's sad shit, real sad shit. But what are you gonna do? This is this is there's no quality control anymore, you know. But fucking started the old husk of honor up. Bam, fucking yard looks mint. Well, most of it, you know. Sun started to go down. I ran out of gas. Didn't have any premix. I'm like fuck. So you know, tried to get out there today, but it was just too windy too goddamn cold. I hate when your leaf blowing and the leaves are rolling back in your face. It's just it's just the worst experience ever, you know? It's like getting into a car wreck at sixty, you know, hitting a head on collision. That's probably right about how bad it sucks, you know? It's right up there. But um besides that, I can't complain about myself. Everything's everything's hunky dory. Sophie's still got a cough. She got this cough. She's had about two weeks now and uh Keep telling her to get checked it out, you know, get it checked out. But she's fucking around, whatever, all good. But she's a seal barking. She had to hit the couch for a couple of days because I literally didn't sleep at all for two days. I'm like, listen, something's got to give. Every time I'm sick, the first thing I do when I'm sick is I hit the couch. Now it's a head cold, COVID, uh, my back blew out, whatever. I hit the couch, no questions asked. Uh, you know, when I had the shingles fucking ear looked like it had gangrene and was about to just fall off my head you know boom right on the couch I went but different strokes for different folks I'm I'm, I'm, I'm praying that she gets over it because it's a violent cough it's awful but she gets she still goes to work let this be a lesson to if you're on welfare and you listen listening to this right now you know get off your couch because Soph still goes to work when she's seal barking you know seal bark cough you know But I uh, after trying to get out there and leaf blow today, I came back in the fucking house and I'm like, you know, times like six o'clock. I'm like, eh, I got the mother in law coming over tomorrow. She's staying for a couple of days with the dog. You know, I got to straighten up the house a little bit. Maybe it's for the best that I'm in here and not outside. You know what I mean? I'm like, let me just make something quick for myself and, you know, do what I got to do, you know. So I had some ingredients to make a buffalo chicken dip, but I I, I caught myself because I almost made a fatal mistake. You see, what happened today was, you know, I, I drive around, you know, Pawtucket, all these different areas in Rhode Island, and you always see a cool new lunch spot. There's always something popping up. You know what I mean? And I've been driving by this little taco truck. It's like tacos al pastor. Something like that in Pawtucket, you know? And I'm like, every time I drive by, it's after I've already eaten something. I'm like, oh, fuck. I could have went there, you know? Just that always happens. Well, I luckily passed by it today because the job I was doing was right down the street. And I passed it. I go, you know what? We're going to go there. I had my buddy with me. Uh, we went in there. went up to the, It's a little food truck. Went up to the food truck, you know? I said, it's time to find out, you know, what you're all about. And he says, oh, my God, you know, you're not going to believe it. This food is fucking amazing. So, you know, when I try something, I try it, you know. So I got a chicken taco, a steak taco. Now, of course, these tacos are like little street tacos. They're like fucking small. So don't you know what I mean? So I got a street uh, chicken taco, a street steak taco, which is their beef, if you will. And then I got a... um, I got the enchiladas, you know, everything seemed good, ordered it my way, you know, and uh, food was done in about, you know, it was done probably 12 minutes or so, go grab it, you know, the guy I was with, he ordered a fucking uh, horchata, it's like this coconut drink, said it was banging. and I mean, the food was great, the food was great, I'm not, you know, let, let it be known, you know, however, within... I would say I'm not even kidding. Within probably thirty seconds of me putting the the, the the you know the shit that I had left over in the trash my heartburn it was it was like having a fucking fireball in my chest. You know what I mean? You ever have heartburn that's so bad you wanna cry, you literally wanna curl up and cry. Like you can't even fucking talk. Because, like, you're not even sure what will come out. You're not even sure if words are going to come out or fucking stomach acid or vomit. Like, it's just absolutely brutal. And, I mean, literally within 30 seconds, I just, it it was explosive. And I had, like, two calls after that, you know, one of which I had to do a lot of talking. I mean, I'm like, it, it was so, like difficult for me to do my job i'm like trying to you know be like casual about it and not show my hand you know with the whole situation and the mental and physical fucking agony that i'm going through you know what i mean and trying not to puke all over this lady but we got it done that was at 12 o'clock i'm not even kidding i came home did a couple things Stop. got some fertilizer for the grass, and I got home, and by the time I was back inside, it was like 5.30 in the afternoon, and I was still on fucking fire. I mean, insane hot burn. I've got these old meprosols, you know, that I don't even know where the fuck I got them from. Somebody gave them to me, and it's like, this This shit, I mean, you could throw, throw up one of these motherfuckers at the sun and the sun will just shut down. You know what I me? Mean? Just cool right off, you know? And I pop one of those. About an hour later, boom, we're back to square one. So I was going to make that buffalo chicken dip, but I'm like, eh, I better not because I don't want to. You know, the dragon's asleep right now. The last thing we want to do after a long day and gardening and everything else is wake up the fucking the agenda all over again and start this vicious cycle, you know, because once you got one omeprazole, and I went to CVS, I, I ate like 10 Tums, and I also ate one Prilosec. I mean, I've got more fucking anti burn shit in me than Chris Christie. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm just, I'm on fire. So I'm looking around the cupboard. I'm like, what else could I make? You know, I'm like, fuck. And, you know, I've been doing my little diet thing, you know what I mean? You lose a pound this week, you lose two, you lose three this week. It's kind of, like, fucked up, you know what I mean? But, you know, the the, the the tortoise wins the race, right? Every asshole could do the Atkins diet and drop fucking 30 pounds in a week and a half. But, you, you know, your period comes back and, you know, your pH is off and, you know, you're fucking gone. And then you get, you know... Uh, like those liver spots all over your skin. I mean, it's fucking violent. You know what I mean? Yeah, you lose weight, but you're dying. You know what I mean? At the end of the day. So I'm like, you know what? I've been okay for the whole day. Let me just fucking, I'm going to make, I, I, I got this lazy Susan. So I spin the thing around. Bam. I see, you know, my pasta that I picked up the other day, Campanelle pasta, and I see some Alfredo sauce. And I'm like, do I, you know, do? am I ready to go through this? You know, I, I totally at this time forgot that I'm I'm trying to actively get my house prepped for having company, you know, that all went out the fucking window for some reason. That, this is an ADHD mind, folks, you know what I mean? And I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna go for it. So I cook this shit, I mean, guys, you know, if, if I make something and it's good, I'm gonna say it. You know what I mean? But if I say... You know, I, I, I call it like I see it. If it tastes like shit, it tastes like shit. This shit, now, it, again, it's supposed to be like a spin on fettuccine Alfredo just with different type of pasta, different noodles, right? This shit tasted like watered-down plaster of Paris. It was fucking disgusting. I took a bite of this shit and eight Italians in Napoli, just fucking caught gout and dropped dead right there. Boom, dead. That's it. My doing, you know? This abomination of culinary gastronomy, you know? That's how bad it was. I'm not even kidding. And the sauce was fucking uh ragu, you know, pre made Alfredo sauce. Nothing crazy, nothing reckless, you know. I'm like, let me just I mean, it's done. It's done. I you know, in me, I'm I'm fucking I'm very cavalier about, you know, all that type of shit and, you know, cooking and whatever and different brands. I'm like, it's all Fredo sauce. It's all the same. You know, you buy one Ragu or you pay $2 extra for this fucking brand over here and it should be the same, you know? Well, I was wrong, you know? It was awful, awful. I should have known, though, you know? Everybody says, don't get Ragu, don't get Ragu, but you know me. Like I said, I just go with whatever. It's all the same to me. You know, just devoid of any seasoning, no pepper, no salt, no sustenance, nothing. You know, and then I tried to, you know, like I said, I used the Campanelle. I tried it up at the Black Bear Tavern. You know, I'm like, this shit's the fucking bee's knees. Let me try to use that, get a little little fancy, you know, because I'm I like that song, you know, fancy like Applebee's, because that is me. I'm a chain guy. We're people, Sophie and I. You know what I mean? We don't... We. we I'm, you wouldn't catch me on the last day of my life spending, you know, anything over $30 for a fucking chewy steak. Never, you know? So I got this fancy pasta. I tried to cook it al dente, right? And, you know, I'm getting preoccupied. And instead, it fucking ended up like... Well, instead of Al Dente, as we say in Sherbrooke, Canada, all fucked eh? That's how it ended up. Just ridiculously bad. And then I had this Michelin star level idea of using like so the canned chicken I bought for the um for the Buffalo chicken dip, right? You buy the canned chicken. This is what it says on the thing. Don't don't you know what I mean? Don't come at me. Hey, you you out of your mind. You know, usually I actually use rotisserie chicken and shred it by hand. But, you know, all I had in the house was cans of, you know, cooked chicken chunks. So I'm like, well, you know what? What do I usually like when I get fettuccine Alfredo from anywhere? Chicken, duh. So I'm like, let me fucking, let me throw some chicken in there. So I, I go in the cupboard. I grab a can of that shit. I open it up and I'm like. Oh, shit. The meat is, like, pink. Now, this is supposed to be pre-cooked shit, but it's fucking pink, you know? And all I'm trying to do is just judge this meal up a little bit. You know, I could totally forego the chicken and just have a regular fettuccine alfredo, but I just figured, ah, it's fucking Thursday. Let's zhuzh it up. We got to record a podcast. We want to be energized, you know, and... I mean, I opened this can up, guys. The meat, like I said, is fucking pink. It smelled like my kindergarten classroom. I swear to God, you know, you know that smell—stale books, crayons, and a freshly shitted pampa. I'm not even kidding. I mean, brutal. I'm like, oh shit, you know what? Well, I'm like, and now I'm like, because I mean, you're supposed to just like reheat that shit. You know, you're supposed to just like, throw according to the, the directions, you're supposed to just throw in the microwave. I'm like, I can't, as a human being that's alive, I can't do that, you know? This has to be cooked some way, somehow. So I throw that shit in the pan, a little bit of EVOO, just to brown it up, you know? I'm, I'm like, I just brown it up a little bit, get this fucking pink color out of there, hopefully. And you know me. I mean, I figured this is going to be the easiest part about the whole deal. Nope. Nope. Burnt the shit out of it. Like bad. But again, whatever. What am I going to do? I'm not a chef. I don't I don't portray myself as a chef. You know, I tell you right off the rip, we go out to dinner every night. We have to pay out because we can't cook. You know? So It is what it is, and, you know, when it was all said and done, I was only about two hours in, fed myself a plate, uh, and then fed my trash bin fucking three plates worth, so the trash really got to eat, you know, and I'm like, you know, I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, do I box this shit up, and, you know, maybe Sophie wants it, gave her a taste of it. She fucking goes, you know, and and, like hands me the plate. I got offended, but, you know, I get it. And I'm like, maybe I'll eat it. I'm like, nah, no shot. I'm going to fucking waste a perfectly good Tupperware on that garbage. You know what I mean? No way in fucking hell. Because you know what happens, guys. You put in the Tupperware. The thing sits in the fucking fridge. You forget about it. You're like, what is in there? You know, and you're scared to open it up. Cause you don't want to see the fucking mold. I'm, you know, I'm not a dirty guy. You could eat out of like you could like ladle, you know, an ice cream on my the inside of my fridge and fucking be fine. You know what I mean? I mean it's like NASA. It's Area Fifty One, airtight, sealed, clean, signed, delivered. And you know, I'm not gonna. You know, it always happens. Shit just gets nasty in the tubewell. So. It's an L for me. I fucked up. I should have just I should have just starved. I would have been better off. And then I had to wash like fucking four different pots, four different pans, you know, the ladle, the, the, the stir, the colander. I mean, I you know, it just it just snowballs into this fucking nightmare, you know? So I took the L. America lost a point on this one. You know, I'm sorry, but I tried. I tried. Oh, which brings us to our next subject. Someone who did not take an L. And this is an update from TJ69 News. um, And it's come down the pipe that Gwyneth Paltrow, who, as we touched on last time, was in the middle of a, a fiery court battle with some asshole that said that she heard him on the ski slopes, and oh, my God, we've heard it, you know? Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't heard it, you're hearing it live right here, right now, on the Tating Judgment podcast, Gwyneth Paltrow has won. Yes. Thank you. Yes. I love you, too. Thank you, guys. Hold your applause, please. Please. We need to to carry on. Please. Shut up this is this, this is a big deal you know this case has been going on th- this incident rather happened in 2016 if you can believe that this shit's been drug out since 2016 folks you know and unfortunately you know Gwen was supposed to come on tonight to thank everybody for their support and everything like that and and give the the podcast a shout out but um, you know she's she's very busy right now She's currently meeting with uh, Yankee Candle um, They're doing a partnership in which They're actually now with the verdict being out and everything like that You know they can talk about it and, and do you know spinoffs So what they're doing is they got a new um, sign, signature Candle line Or series if you will um, You know themed for Gwen and the Crash you know um, And they're going to be on the shelves you know uh, some of the some of the different scents that are going to be offered um, are as follows. You know, one of them is going to be uh, the bottom of Gwyneth Paltrow's ski. Another scent that's going to be offered is Gwyneth Paltrow's upper lip while she's skiing. Um, and then the third and final scent is going to be the scent of getting your ass handed to you by Gwyneth Paltrow on a bunny slope. So they're going to be on the shelf soon. So Be on patrol. Keep your eyes peeled. You know, totally worth it when they come out. And, you know, we're we're, we're joking around here, guys. You know what I mean? We're having fun. And, you know, with all these chuckles and everything like that, I don't want to take away from the triumph and the importance of this victory. You know, let's just face it. Her winning this is bigger than all of us. Certainly bigger than us here at Tainted Judgment. You know what I mean? This isn't just a win for Gwyneth Paltrow and her whole defense legal team. You know, this is a win for America. So by God, I'm going to say it right here. God bless the United States and God bless Gwyneth Paltrow. And congrats on your victory. Gwyneth Paltrow, ladies and gentlemen. But when there's always a victory, there's always a loss, you know, and a loser. And sometimes a loss is, it it can cost your life, you know. And I want to tell you about something that happened to me earlier this week. And I, I really, I still can't believe that it happened, to be honest with you. So we get a call to a customer's house, they said that, uh, the boiler that we recently installed is making a racket, you know, so no problem. We drive out there and, you know, it's in the middle of the woods and everything's good. Everything's kosher. So we get out there and we tell her, all right, well, let's hear it, you know, fire it up and we'll try to observe the noise and we'll get to the bottom of it. So she fires it up and, you know, it's an oil fire boiler. So, you know, I mean, if If you know the difference, they always have some noise. You know, they got a big, ugly, doofy burner on the front of them. You know, I mean, they're just, they're fucking loud and obnoxious and dirty and stinky. But for some reason, we're still stupid enough to buy them. But uh, but in any event, she starts it up and it sounds like, uh, well, like Jared once said, a Pokemon card and a bike spoke that's exactly what it sounded like like just this like this loud ticking and it was this vibration if you held the motor, it was like violent you know I'm like shit. so we shut it down and uh, this was a problem that neither me or uh, little baby cousin Ray uh w- who we've got to get on here at some point but uh in time in time um but little baby cousin Ray, you know, who is actually 10, 15 years older than myself, he's he's scratching his head. He's looking at me. He's like, I've never heard of such a thing in my life. I'm not familiar with you. I go, no, I've never seen that, you know, and I'm not an oil guy, so, you know, it's not that crazy for me not to see it. So he says, well, let's pull it apart. I said, oh, if you can do that, great. So he grabs some hand tools, shit like that. We go, and we start pulling stuff apart, and we notice... You know, there's like a little fan in there. You know, if you can imagine like a big, you know, like a fan, you know, and it's got a bunch of little serrated blades and it's very fine. So we pop open this cap and we can see into the motor and we can see that fan. And I'm like, you know, so he spins it by hand and you can hear something jammed up. You can hear it binding. We're like, oh, shit, you know, it's in here. So whatever it is, hopefully we can get it out. So I start looking. And I'm like, wait a second here, I see a hand and sticking out of this, this fucking, you know, this serrated fan blade is this little tiny hand and I'm like, all right, this is fucking weird. Then I look over and I I see like an entire arm and I'm like, oh, this is fucking weird. And it turns out that this little mouse, I I named him, you know, even if he's deceased, I still feel like he deserved a name. So I named him after Stuart Little, you know, which is a 1999 cult classic film. And basically, you know, it's featuring a character um, and it was a talking rat, you know, and his name was Stuart Little. So I figured, well, I'll name him Stuart Little, even though he's, you know, Ben, you know basically quartered. You know, I mean, he's, he's shredded, and um, you know, sure, this little guy. You know, my version of Stuart Little do- doesn't drive a fifty-three Corvette. You know, and bag all the rat chicks in his neighborhood and knock everybody up. You know, but this little bastard was clever enough. He he wanted to. Uh, from what I gather, he wanted to sabotage this oil burner because. He somehow climbed in there through one of the very little tiny entrance air weep holes on it. And he brought in with him this big metal... uh, If you've ever seen one of those box staples, it was like the biggest one I've ever seen in my life. And the bastard must have gotten in there, brought that staple in there to jam this motherfucker from turning on. And... He paid the ultimate price. The boiler kicked on before he could finish the job. And this guy got just fucking obliterated. I mean, like, you know, I saw the hand. I saw the arm. Um, and you can see this on my my, my uh, Instagram. Not the Tainted Judgment one. I'll I'll post it to Tainted Judgment two. What, what the fuck, right? Um, but you can see the video and you can see the hand. And, like, you can just see he was getting fucking ragdolled in this thing for at least probably five minutes. I mean, he was batted and beaten and cut. Um, His blood was spraying all over the fucking place. I mean, this guy really went through it. Really went through it. And he had to take an L on that. Like I said, he paid the ultimate price. He died a hero's death, you know. He was probably just trying to put on for his rat family the, like, why is there a new boiler down here? Shut that shit off. And he goes, guys, don't worry about it. I got it. I've done it a thousand times. And it got him, you know. If Snowmobile can get Ken Block, well, by God, an oil burner can get a fucking rat, you know. And I shouldn't say rat. He was a mouse, field mouse, you know. And I showed it to her, and I mean, she freaked out. I mean, you know. But like I said to her, this is what life is like when you're in the woods. See, people don't understand. People in the city, they got rats. Dirty, filthy, stinky, nasty, grungy, disease-carrying rats, you know? And they always think of those, you know, in a negative light. Which, I mean, rats are fucking gross, right? But here in the sticks, we've got field mice. They're very small. They're literally impossible. I don't care how airtight you think your house is. I mean, your house could be fucking Fort Knox. That mouse will find a way in and he will live amongst you, you know, whether you like it or you don't. You can get pest control. I pay 50 bucks a month. They come. They set traps. It doesn't matter, guys doesn't matter. I'm actually thinking about canceling. If it wasn't for them covering bees too, I would just get rid of the fucking thing because you're pissing against the wind, you know? You're not gonna you're not gonna get him out of your house. So, you know, I reassured her. I said, "You know, we all deal with this here, you know, living in the in the in the woods. That's the price that we pay, you know, but at the end of the day, we're in their world, you know? We're building in their house. So, it's only fair that they come in and and grab a goldfish here or whatever, you know. It's just, it, it, it's, you know, we've taken so much as Americans, you know, with the with the Native Americans and everything. It's only fair to to let some of the indigenous creatures have rights to their land and free range. And speaking on, um, you know, our our destruction and everything like that, and and stealing of land. I want to talk about something, and this really only, this only deals with residents of Rhode Island and and some of mass, you know? But, unless you live under a rock and you don't work every day, you've probably been down 146 recently. Right, you know, North Smithfield area. Well, Rhode Island, DOT, you've done it again. You have once again topped yourself, you know, what they did was, this segment is going to be called the deforestation of 146, because they've they've created just a fucking mess, a mess, a mess, a mess, I mean, you got to see it, awful, you know, and basically what happened is, there's this section of 146, it's right near like park, you well, uh, near the Eddie Dowling Highway area, you know, so right over there, there's like a little overpass, you know, if you're on Eddie Dowling Highway, you go under the overpass, and if you're going northbound, you go over the overpass, and if you're going southbound from Massachusetts into Rhode Island, you go, like, to the right of the overpass, so it's, it's a little confusing, however, dividing the three sections, there used to be this beautiful lush you know fruitful area of greenery trees shrubs you know ficuses i mean you name it this area had it and and to me it was a necessary evil you know because one day i mean this must have just happened because i mean i noticed it like i know i want to say i noticed it like monday but i mean I don't know why you they would do this. I, I was coming around the corner and when like I noticed something was different. I, I couldn't like put my finger on it at first, but I just knew something was different because like as I'm rounding the corner, I had this urge to just jack the fucking wheel and just send it over the median. I don't know what it was and I'm driving, I'm like, what the fuck was that? I had to jerk myself back into the into the right lane, and I'm like holy shit, they cut down the forest. They cut down all the shrubbery. Why would they do this? Who would do such a thing? And it's just like, of course they would. You know, who am I kidding? I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, why would they? Who am I kidding? This is fucking Rhode Island DOT 101 right here. Yeah, let's just let's just add to the deforestation of this area and just fucking... Molly wop all the trees and everything. You know what I mean. And just get it, get it right the fuck out of there for no, for no reason. Is it hurting anybody? Nah, but it's gotta go. This is this is unacceptable. You know, it's just nuts. It's nuts. Big t- big deal to you guys? Probably not. You know, the demographic spreading probably not a big deal to you guys. You guys don't do this right every day. You know, I wouldn't expect you to, and God bless you, you know? But me, this was, like, fucking earth-shattering. And I'm sure everybody that grew up driving in the area, you're also like, what is going on here? Because, I mean, it threw me, right? And, I mean, even today, like, almost a week later, I'm driving over there, and it's just like, I feel like I'm going to go off the fucking cliff. And I've driven up Mount Washington, You know, I've I've hit the Boundary Trail in my truck. You know, going to Boundary Pond, East Inlet. I mean, fucking dangerous shit. Never have I felt like this. Never. This is like Everest level danger. You know. It's amazing how small manipulation of the environment around you will just blow your shit right apart. It's insane. And it's all these like it's some idiot exec in an office. You know, they're like, Yeah, you know what you know what'd be pretty nice if we don't have to go over there and cut the grass every once in a while or trim the trees back every five years, you know? I got an idea. Cut it all out of there. That's 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 verbatim what they what this idiot said in the fucking office of the R I D O T RIDOT. Just stop. Enough. You're already going to be jacking up the area doing this fucking 146 project, which basically, you know, my plan was to move north in like two years. But the reality is, if they're going to start moving on this shit, I need to know the date. Because if they're doing it in six months, I got to get the fuck out of here. Because when they start that project, see, I watch videos of construction and road work being done around the world. China, they will literally tear down and rebuild a bridge overnight. I'm not kidding. There's videos out there. They will show up first thing in the morning, 12 a.m., knock the fucking bridge down. by, Usually by like 7 a.m., they've got the old bridge completely gone. By lunchtime, they've got, you know, these pre-made forms already up and ready to go. By 5 o'clock in the afternoon, they're just laying down the road. By 12 o'clock later that night, 11.59, fucking roads ready to be driven on. I mean, it's amazing. The turnaround is is like that, you know? Not here. Rhode Island, Massachusetts... Really, New Hampshire, I mean, anywhere in New England, take your pick. I can't even, thank God I don't live in Connecticut, because I can't even fucking imagine, you know? They must just not even do road work over there. They must just be like, that ah, fuck it, you know? Those bums, dirty, filthy, stinky Connecticut. God damn it, you know? But it's like this project they're doing, they're like going to completely demolish the main vein that connects Rhode Island and Massachusetts in this area, in this particular area, and that is already known for traffic. And they are going to embark on this, like, five-year-long journey to rebuild it, restructure it, add an overpass so there's no more light. There's this light that if you're on one end of it, it's green for 20 minutes. And if you're on the other end, you're the asshole waiting for twenty minutes. And then when your light finally turns green, you get like all of a minute and a half. So you better make it worth it. You know? I usually sit there because my cause Jared lives right over there. What I do is I literally leave my hand. My grandfather showed me this trick. I leave my hand right on the horn. So the the fucking the millisecond it turns green, beep, I just I I bonk the horn er, and off to the races. People flick me off everything like that, but you got to be on your toes, you know? So they're trying to do away with that. They think they're doing everybody a favor, but they're going to have this area torn up and just torn. It turned into a fucking lunar landscape for probably 10 years. So I've got to get out of here before then. I've got no choice. And I don't know if the clearing is somehow going to be related to this. I can't, for the life of me, see how? I mean, it's like a half of a mile away. But, I mean, there's no telling what these jackasses think, you know? It's just another day in the motherfucking woods for these guys. And they couldn't be happier. You see him cutting down the trees. They got a, a big shitty and grin on their face, you know? And I'm yelling, get out of there! Because why are you there? No reason. It's frustrating, guys. This is... This is It's the little shit. You know, when you're trying to go to work, you don't want fucking static. When you're trying to come home from work, you just put in your eight hours, whatever, and you just want to get home, take a hot shower, get laid, eat something good, and go to fucking bed. The last thing you want to deal with is dead stop traffic due to road work, you know? It's bad enough if there's, like, a a, a fucking hawk or a deer on the side of the road. Everybody jacks on their fucking brakes, you know, and and acts like it's some big, crazy force of nature. It's just nuts. It's just nuts. It's very frustrating. So, this is, again, a message to Rhode Island DOT. Keep your hands off the roads. You're not making anything better. In fact, you're making shit worse which is the opposite of what you're supposed to be doing. So leave us alone. Got it? Gabish? Good. We're going to wrap things up, because like I said, I got a lot going on. But before we go, I'm making a formal announcement right here, right now, that we are going to war. Not with China, Not with Russia, but with Chevrolet, GM. I have officially hit the boiling point in my situation with my brand new piece of shit Chevy Silverado that I mistakenly purchased in good faith. And Chevrolet does not want to make good on all the issues that I've had with it. So I've got no choice but to go to war. This is it. They're dead. I will be contacting the attorney general because, I mean, I've only owned it since, I think it's January 9th. It's been to the dealer like fucking six times. I'm not even kidding. Anybody who's been in this truck, this piece of shit, will attest to this. Every time I get in this thing, there's something new. Some new problem. I mean it's fucking insane. This is a $60,000 truck that I leased like a fucking idiot just to try it. And it's been to the deal like six times. And now every once in a while the radio if I tu- you know when I turn the truck on so let's say you know a regular day. I I wake up in the morning, take a shit, brush my teeth, get dressed, Go out, stop my vehicle, just like any other day. Well, sometimes, totally at random, no rhyme, rhythm, or reason to this, but you'll turn the truck on, and you could have the radio set to like a third of the way up, or even lower, a quarter of the way. And this fucking thing, the speakers are crackling, popping. They literally sound like they're about to explode. And I've tried everything. I've changed the station. I've disconnected my phone and then reconnected it. I've checked for updates on the fucking system. And no dice. The only way to get rid of it is to shut the truck off and take off for about an hour. That's what I've found anyway. That's the only thing that works. So, and this is obviously, like I said, this is completely random. There's nothing like, oh, well, you hit a bump. And then it starts to act, no, there's no, there's nothing that signifies this is about to happen. So I explained all this to GM, sent them videos, video proof of this shit happening. And they said, they got the fucking audacity to say to me, because after several problems, I filed for a repurchase claim. In other words, Get this thing the fuck out of my life. Just get it away from me, you know? And they said, yeah, we'll get back to you. Well, they got back to me and they said, well, since every time it goes to the dealer for this problem with the radio, there's no problem that we can find because it's not doing it at that time. So no, we can't repurchase your vehicle. And I said to the broad, I go, so let me get this straight. I've got an intermittent problem. We know this. I've sent you video documentation of the problem occurring. And you're just going to fucking do me like that? You're going to pretend like it just doesn't exist? I said, so what am I supposed to do? She goes, well, keep bringing it to the dealer. I said, you're not understanding me here. Listen, dumbass, it happens at random. I said, what am I expected to do? I said, let, I said, let's I said, can I run a fucking scenario by you real quick? She goes, yeah, that there's fine. So I go, Dynamite. Here we go. I said, I'm up in New Hampshire. It's Saturday at 7 p.m. I go, I'm about to go out with my wife and eat a meal. I get in this piece of shit truck. I start the fucking motor. And the radio is scratching and popping and banging like a fucking, like a bowl of Pop Rocks, you know, or Rice Krispies treats. And I'm expected to immediately drop whatever I'm doing, forego the dinner, goddamn the fucking, you know, whatever plans I had, turn around and drive down to Rhode Island, three and a half hours away, to bring it to the fucking dealer, who I'm expected to have them be open at this time, Saturday at 5 p.m., and immediately say, forget about whatever work we've got going on elsewhere. We're going to take your truck in right now and diagnose it. I said, that's what you're telling me? I am to drop whatever I'm doing, drive from wherever the fuck I am to, to, to your dealership, and have it repaired, and have it checked out. She goes, yes, sir, that's correct. I said, well, it's clear to me that GM has given up, then. You've given up on the American dream. You've given up on us, the customers. I said, So that there's fine. Her name, I think her name was Gladys. I go, That there's fine, Gladys. I said, You just got to understand one thing, sweetheart. She goes, What's that? I go, I'm an American, and when you fuck me, that's a sign of war. I said, And guess what? We're going to war. So that's what we're going to do. And that's just one of the problems. We'll get into the other problems as time unfolds. Maybe every single episode I'll state a new problem that has occurred with this piece of shit truck. And if you're in the market and you're like, damn, bro, I don't want to spend the extra three grand on a Ford, trust me when I tell you, do it. Do it. Don't wait. Go and do it. Sign on the motherfucking line. Because if you walk into a Chevy dealership, And you buy one of these things and it gives you problems, I'm going to be right there laughing, telling you, I told you, you know. Don't make me do that. So this is war. We're going to war with GM. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to be posting to social media about it. I'm going to be reporting them to my attorney general. I'm going to be reporting the dealership to attorney generals. I don't give a fuck. This is this is it. I've had enough. This has been literally since the first week of ownership, I've had problems with this thing. So I'm asking for your support. Gather up your war bonds because it's going to get fucking real thick. I don't care. And I don't care. I mean, if I get stuck with the vehicle, I get stuck. I'm the idiot for buying it. I'm the idiot for trusting them. But at the end of the day, it's all about torture, you know? Sure, we may lose this battle, but I'm going to fucking torture you guys over the next 37 months. Every single day, I'm going to torture you. So, with that being said, let's fucking, let's get this done. Support me. Support the podcast. Spread this. Let's spread the message. Hashtag fuck Chevy. And let's get them to To make right. Because I can't be the only guy. That's what I said to her. I go. I know that this has got to be a global problem. I said. And according to the news. You guys' stocks are in the shit. You guys are doing layoffs worldwide. I go. I know that you guys are going through it. And it's no surprise to me. Because you're putting out a fucking piece of garbage product. You know. I think she was shell shocked. And good. You know. She should be. But. Either way, we're going to get through it. And to help us get through it, I want you guys to get on right now. Open up your Spotify if you don't have it open already, your I Radio, your Amazon music. I don't give a fuck. Open up something to stream music. And tonight, I want you guys for homework to listen to The Payback by James Brown. This is a guy that takes no prisoners. He'll tell you straight out. He doesn't. He doesn't take to backstab as very well. He will get his payback. And guess what, folks? Here at Tainted Judgment, we don't back down either. We've got James Brown mentality in our fucking souls. I can feel it in my bones, you know. And we will have payback. So go out. Listen to that. I'm gonna be at the uh, the home show in Providence this weekend with my company. So. If you spot me, say what's up. Maybe I'll bring some stickers and uh, give you a sticker. Going to be conducting some business out there, representing the representing the company, making them proud. You know what I mean? Having a good time out there. And uh, maybe take a little jog around, see what else they got. But, uh, yeah, you guys have a great weekend and a great Friday. And I'll catch up with you next week. Ciao.